the other channel up to the neutral zone. Let's go! Tim, Dr. Hook, Fucking flash me again, you little fucking shit. Ross, Mad Dog Madison. Bog toilet. Clarence, Screaming Buffalo, Swamp Town. Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Gilmar Thank you. Back out of the boots. Sasquatch. Ogie. Ogle Thor. It's all about the flow. And the snow. Shut up. Play hockey. Hello and welcome to the Under Channel. As we present TUC Sports. With us as always, Mr. Buzz. And I Hi. am Aaron. Uh, today's topic, the NHL playoffs. Finally, we have the hockey going. We just finished up the qualifying and round-robin rounds. Uh, we will be going into the regular format of the best-of-seven series on our way to lift the cup. It felt great to watch this qualifying round. Hockey all day, every day. Like yeah. Every couple hours, you could turn on hockey and just watch hockey. It was amazing. I, I really enjoyed what they did. And it unprecedented times. You know, this is something out of the ordinary. But it made it really exciting to, to sit down and watch hockey all, all day. Um, what were your general takeaways from the qualifying round? Um, it was really interesting to see. Like, the, the Toronto-Columbus series was so much fun to watch, especially those last, you know, couple of games where it's like the one game Columbus looks like they're out, they're down three, nothing. They come back and they win overtime. The very next day, Toronto does the exact same thing. Uh, they're down three, nothing. They pull it within like three minutes to go in the third with like no goals, just a lot of exciting stuff. Um, just like the teams that you thought it, it was very unexpected teams that you thought going into the playing round should win. Mm -hmm. didn't or didn't play well like with the round robin boston didn't even win a game yeah and their round robin thing round robin yeah so it's like you you can tell what teams are like you know this they're taking it seriously and the other teams that are kind of just especially in the round robin where they're just kind of like lazily rolling into well if we're one through four, it doesn't matter as long as we get in. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. So it, it was some some interesting stuff to see the teams that you had didn't think had any chance of winning, uh, making it into the next round. Would you say Columbus is the team that surprised you, or was there another team? Montreal, man. Montreal. Playing it out. Like, yeah, they, they definitely I, did the same thing. And it wasn't like they like squeaked by. They They won 3-1. Yeah. Carey Price was unbelievable. <laughs> In my little preview videos that I did, I mean, I picked Pittsburgh to win, but I'm like, if Montreal can do it, it's Carey Price, and that's what yeah. happened. Yep. Pittsburgh looked good too. They they played hard, but they just they couldn't beat they couldn't beat Carey Price. And I won't yeah. take anything away from Montreal. Montreal played solid as well in front of their netminder, uh, you know. But Carey Price faced some some tough opposition. Yeah. But yeah, Montreal going into the the actual playoffs is pretty cool. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, they they were out of the the play in teams. They were the one with the lowest record. So it's yeah. like the biggest underdog was Montreal, and they they did it, and, and yeah. it wasn't like a squeaking. Nope, nope. Now they get to play Philadelphia, the hottest team coming out of the round robin. <laughs> Carter Hart is matching 
uh, yeah. Carey Price. And so it's it could be a nice little battle of the goaltenders in this in this round, hopefully. Yeah. It's funny how hockey works that way. It's like, man, low-scoring goals games are really fun to watch because it's like watch these goaltenders go at it all night long, and every time the puck crosses a line, you know, blue line, red line, a pass gets missed, a shot goes off the post. It's just nerve-wracking and exciting. But at the same time, it's also really exciting when the games are like 7-6 to six and stuff, and there's oh, yeah. nonstop goals. Which is just one of great sport. Like that very first game that I think I watched that was on was I think was like the Chicago Edmonton game. And it was like three nothing or something or three one or whatever the first like ten minutes of the game. Yeah. Like, holy crap, the puck just keeps going in the net. <laughs> what uh what players surprised you in these uh qualifying uh, rounds? Jonathan Taze. I not that I don't expect him to play good. But going straight out of that that first game in the Chicago Edmonton, he was like all like balls to the wall. He was just like he had like two goals in the first period. He was throwing assists. It's like I didn't expect that of him. It's more you would think maybe Patty Kane might have yeah. that explosive game. Not like, like I said, not taking away anything from Taze, but he's more of like if you want to say like a Steve Eiserman of you know the all around. He's the setup guy, the assist guy, but. To, to score a lot um, was was incredible. Um, man, over on the on the East, there's a lot. Like uh, Sebastian Ajo over in Carolina, he he tore it up with uh, eight points, three goals, and five assists in four games. Yep. Um, the goalies, a couple of the goalies, especially Columbus's uh, duel of uh, Merzinklins and uh, Corpusello, they both shut out um, Toronto at, in some points. Of the of that series, so just those those four would probably be the biggest. Just because, like I said, Taze just didn't really expect that of him at this time of his career. That yeah. kind of outburst of points, um, and then Aho kind of this is his I think maybe second or third playoff. He's finally kind of like you know showing that he's a legit star over there in Carolina, and then the two goalies out of Columbus, a couple of shutouts um, for. Uh, Corpusello Mrzinklins came in after Corpusello had a bad game and he like went almost uh, like four or five periods shutout streak going on. So yeah. it's pretty intense. Fun, fun, fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, going into the next round, you see a goalie that's got the hot glove, hot stick. Uh, I mean, like you were saying, Carter Hart, he, he posted a one, uh, 1.00 goals against. Yeah. Pretty much on average a game, one goal. That's that's going to win you playoff games in series. <laughs> Save percentage of .966. Um, Carey Price, like I said, he's not far off. He had a 1.67 goals against and a, and a, a 9.47. So that's going to be a great series with the goaltenders. And then the two, the two out of uh, um, Columbus, it's, it's good to have one guy going. But if you have two guys going that you can kind of like, especially once we stretch this out to a seven-game series as yeah. opposed to a five, it's – I want to say you want to give up games. But, like, if one guy has a bad game, you still are in good shape going, okay, well, here's 1A, 1B. Um, another interesting with goaltenders to look at is Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just heard reports today they're going with uh, Leonard as their starter in game one nice. over Flurry. So that's he he earned it. Flurry was not good in that first round, even yeah, though no, he really won. Yeah. won. It was kind of on Leonard because he had uh, 
he's you know he let in some goals but i think flurry was up to almost like an average of like four goals on average he was and Leonard was just a little under under three with a 0.903 save percentage so yeah. he he's battling for a contract he's unrestricted free agent at the end of the year mm-hmm. flurry's a little bit more you know he's the veteran three stanley cups da 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 you know he's kind of like sitting back on his money i'm not saying he's not trying but out of the two when you come down to a competition between the two, obviously Leonard's going to try a little hard because he he wants to get that spot finally because he was in the Islanders last year. He originally signed with Chicago in free agency. Chicago shipped him over to Vegas at the trade deadline because Chicago was like, oh, we're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> that did. Um, so whoop, they, whoop. they shipped him over to Vegas for draft picks and um, might be in Vegas' favor now because they got two guys too. So Yeah. It's interesting. All right. Elephant in the room is the uh, lottery draft. Uh, we know how it went so far, and as of yesterday, we know how it is now. Uh, why don't you break it down for the people watching and listening, the New York Rangers and getting that first spot and what this all means. It means that the Rangers are going to be a very, very scary team. Um, coming off of getting the second overall pick last year and getting Capocaco, um, signing uh, Artemi Panarin in the offseason, this past offseason, uh, to a nice little long-term contract. Um, they got Mika Zibanejad, uh, who tore it up this year uh, for the Rangers. So you throw in Alexei Lafreniere into that field, um, I guess the only question mark, you know, with the Rangers is, is Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Um, he's getting up there in age. He might only have a couple, a year or two left. Um, honestly, there, there, there should be no excuse now. This team, like I was just saying, this team is, should be like star studded up front. Panarin, Kako, Zibanejad, possibly, or we'll say possibly cause it's not done, but possibly Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. To have those four in the mix up front and to have some stalwarts on the back like Mark Stahl. You got Jacob Truba on the blue line. Um, it's just that goaltending. If they can get somebody. I know I know they got somebody that's kind of coming up. I can't remember his name, but he's kind of, you know, he looks like he's going to be the successor for Lundquist. Um, I don't know how far off he is. But, you know, if if you look at all the options because of all the teams that got knocked out in the playing round, I guess the Rangers are the one team that probably was the best to happen. Cause if it was a Toronto, if it was a Pittsburgh or an Edmonton, people would have, you know, been starting shit because it's <laughs> like, these guys don't need it. Nah, 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 nah. So, I mean, the Rangers to get it, it's, you know, they were originally supposed to make the playoffs. They were the last in the or one of the last in the West, East to make it. Yeah. Uh, right behind Montreal. So it's a little bit for me as a Red Wing fan, a little bit more of a better pill to swallow. I guess that it's the Rangers and not Pittsburgh or Edmonton or Toronto, your division rivals. Um, but I guess it still sucks because it's not. Yeah, you, it so. should have it should have been the it should have been the Red Wings pick first overall. I mean. You're the worst team in hockey, and you come away with only an 18% chance to win. Yeah. You know, I and, mean, and, and it's also sad I, that Ottawa couldn't get yeah, <laughs> two, two chances. Two chances. And, and I celebrate the parody that is in the league and things like that, but this still just irks me. It's it's like, man, I'm, I'm being real hypocritical because I really wanted that number one pick, but 
at the same time, it is kind of a ridiculous system. To me, I don't think it should be as many teams. I know we had a different, yeah, we had a different uh, uh, lottery this year because of everything. But normally it's like the top, the, the teams that didn't make the playoffs all get into the draft lottery. Yeah. This time we only had the seven because of, you know, the way that they, the new format. Honestly, I think it should be maybe, you know, and if you do lose that, I don't think you should go down to fourth. Yeah. Like if you're the worst team and you lose the lottery, the worst you should do is second. Like you should have a team win the lottery and then that's it. Like so number one overall pick. The excitement that was these qualifying rounds and how much fun it was to watch hockey nonstop all day, every day for the, like the last week and a half, almost two weeks. Um, do you think this is something the NHL should adopt going forward? I mean, they, it's tricky because then you got a part where you're trying to, you're kind of saying to some teams, like, you don't have to try as hard, but it was a neat experience to have this much hockey at once. It's, it's going to be hard because if they go out of the bubble and back into regular, you know, home games, you're playing at your home arena, it's going to be hard to schedule that's true. The games. What, yeah, like, the biggest like reason that. is because they're all in the one spot. Yeah, they were able to handle a tournament going that fast and that exactly. quickly. You know, uh, the ice looks pretty good. Bubble, it looked like they skated pretty well on that ice, through, even though they were having that many games played like they were. That there, the arenas there, held up very well. There was a few issues from what I've seen, like, some, you know, blown a tire because of the ice. That's just because there's normally not hockey being played in August. Yeah. So, you know, it's... it's <laughs> hockey in August. Yeah. Normally we're done by the beginning, the mid of June. Yeah, it's kind of hot around there, but nowhere near. August is one of the hot, you know, times of the month (laughs) uh, of the year I met. So it's like um, control humidity and stuff is tough. Yeah, you could tell that there was a little bit of of ice issue, but to their to their uh, most part, they they did a really good job of keeping it uh, fairly well. All right. Let's turn our attention to what's starting today. The actual best-of-seven series playoffs. Let's start. Uh, which conference you want to start in? Uh, let's start East. All right. Name your team. What matchup are we going with? Uh, boy. Um, they're all so, like, intriguing, especially after the way the playing round went. <laughs> let's, look at, um, let's look at Boston and Carolina. Just to... All right. Boston and Carolina, the Bruins and the Hurricanes. So, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of the Carolina series. Not a lot. I think I may have watched like a period of hockey, so I'm not too much into them. Uh, the Boston series, it was a round. They, they lost all their games through the round robins. I felt like they played sluggishly. They didn't look like they were part of what was going on. It could have just been them, hey, let's get our legs underneath us. Let's just get in the motion of playing hockey, and let's not take this too seriously. But you kind of expected them to play better, especially in net. I would have expected the goaltender to have been better. I mean, the games were relatively close. None of the games were really a blowout, but they didn't look that good. Rass didn't play the first first game, I think it was, because he was kept out for – illness or some i can't remember exactly what the reason is but he was kept out of the first game i don't know if that might be having something to do with his pop maybe performance where 
he didn't get that first game experience. The legs under. He's going into a game two where you know everybody already played a game. They're kind of you know yeah. got their legs underneath them, and he didn't. So I don't know if that was the thing. Um, I mean, the Boston Bruins just looking up and down their lineup are going to be a dangerous team no matter if they're first or fourth in the seating. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it could have been the way it is. They may not have, especially because they're an older team. So it could have been you know we're just going to come out here maybe say give it you know, 80%, 70%, just because we want to have our guys healthy going into the actual Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes. That could have very well been what, what what we saw. I really didn't watch a lot of the round-robin games. I watched more of the, just the regular qualifying games. Because I felt like they were more exciting. They, they were playing were, yeah. for a spot. They had a lot more to go. Not to take anything away from the round-robin games, because they obviously were playing for something, too. But it just seemed like those games had more. Um, they did. They had more way more gravitas. Suspense. It. it was win or go home. Yeah, you know, you're, you won't be in the playoffs anymore. You know, so you know I should have watched more of the Hurricanes and the Rangers because even you know you talking about the Rangers in this draft coming up, I really should have paid attention to some more of those players on the ice for the Rangers. You know, because getting Lafreniere, like you said, that's that's going to be a pretty big boost for that team and. You know, I don't think the Rangers are going to be out of the playoffs necessarily next season. You know, whenever that gets played, could be right away. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they 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 should be able to. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to be you know win the division, you know, number one yeah. seed, but they got I mean, swept I could by see the Hurricanes. So, yeah, I could see them maybe year. being a wild card going into next year, or possibly last place of the division, just because of the division. You know, you got Pittsburgh, you got Washington, you got Philly, who's kind of coming out of nowhere now. Um, It's a tough, or, uh, oh yeah, we're talking about the Rangers. (laughs) Um, It is a tough, it's a tough division. You got the Islanders, who are sneakily good. Um, So, I mean, it's it's a very tough division to kind of get uh, ahead, which is probably why you you take a look at them on paper, and you're like, okay, well, they should be at least top three in the division and yep. they're second to last in the conference to make it into the playoffs. So just how good these teams are leading point man in Boston and leading point man in Carolina. <laughs> uh, I, I got that, which is sad with Boston because it's Charlie McAvoy <laughs> and Wagner combined of two points. Woo! Look two at points. Boys escape. And then, <laughs> then you got good old, uh, like I was saying at the top, Sebastian Ajo, with three goals, five assists, and eight points in four games. That's he's there's a reason why I don't remember what team it was, but one of the teams tried to do their qualifying offer on him. I think it was this past off season, yeah. and uh, Carolina's like, no, no, we're not, we're not playing that game. He's 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 here. <laughs> yep. He's going to be here to stay, and this is this is why. All right, let's uh, let's go to Washington and the Islanders, Capitals Islanders. How's that matchup striking you? Um, honestly. I like the Islanders. I really? I, 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 I don't see, know if I see the Capitals just mowing these guys over. They they didn't win it either in the I actually I think they I made think they one, went one one and one or something like that. Yeah, something, one one and one. Goofy. They could have been another team where it's like we're going to take the Boston method. You know, a lot of aging veterans, Backstrom, Ovechkin. I mean, whenever they're on the ice, I mean they are. A top four seed in the West or the East, they may, yep. you know, good. It's just that Islander team, I think, has more depth. Um, and that Holpe, um, Holpe played fairly well for them. He only had like a 1.98 goals against and a save percentage of 927. 
and you look at Varlamov for the Islanders, um, I mean, he had better or uh, yeah, better numbers. He had uh, goals against a 1.77 and a nine a 0.932 save percentage. So I mean, they're fairly even in that. Holpe's got the experience. He took him to the cup, you know, uh, a couple years ago in 17, 18, 18. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Um, and then point wise, it's similar to Boston. You got Radko Gudis with two points. Yeah. With two assists. There it is. That's Over, with the Islanders, you got Nathan Bellavo, who had uh, three goals and two assists with five points. But you look at you look at the Islanders, they got Bellavo. You got uh, Andrew Ladd. You got Jordan Eberle. Um, you got Bo, uh, not Bo Horvat, um, uh, Matthew Bartzell. You got a good team over in the Islanders that are sneakily good. And I think they got the depth. You got, uh, um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Leo, uh, Leo Komarov, um, who was used to be with the Maple Leafs. Uh, he went over there. You got Matt Martin. They got a good third and fourth line to where I think they might be able to grind out a series with, with Washington. Uh, we, we, we didn't do this in, uh, Boston and Carolina. I apologize. Uh, who wins and in how many games? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Carolina and six. Carolina and six. All right. So let's jump back to Washington and New York. Who wins that game? Who wins that series? And Same thing. Islanders and six. Islanders and six. All right. Let's jump up the chart. Tampa Bay, Columbus Blue Jackets. The the rematch from last year where Tampa got upset in the first round, you know, the, the best record in the NHL, tying the Red Wings record for best yep. overall record in a season, and they get dumped in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think I see it again. See it again? They, Blue Jackets the look way good. they looked against Toronto, yeah. they, they shut down really good hockey. Some of the best players in the NHL today in Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. Yep. They had one game, I think, where they kind of, you know, after this were the Maple Leafs. Yeah. But other than that, you know, and then that two, that goalie tandem, it's going to be tough to, to be able to get past them. You got yeah, that last shutouts. It was one goal games for these ser- for that series. It was nice. Yep. Um, Vasilevsky's letting almost three goals on average a game when your other guys are barely letting two. Yeah. Now, I know every series is a difference. You know, Tampa's going into an actual playoff round as opposed to a play uh, round robin. But if you just look at you look at that Columbus team, they look hungry. They look like they belong there as opposed to like, OK, well, they're squeaking in. They look like they should have been better than some of these teams that are better than them record wise. Uh, Nyquist looked fairly decent. Cam Atkinson had a great series, five points, two goals, and three assists. Nick Foligno, uh, the, their captain, played really well over there. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois had that hat trick in game uh, three, I think it was, that had that got them the 4-3 victory in overtime when yep. they were down 3-0. So they, they got the guys that it won't be a surprise like it was last year that they beat Tampa. So it's going to be a tough series, and Tampa just seems like they think that they're going to be able to just walk right in. And well, Tampa Bay knows that they can't. Tampa Bay played this team last year. They know the team only got better. They, yeah. I don't think they think they can walk through this. And the sad thing is, they teams. got worse though. <laughs> if you look at it, because they lost Panarin, they lost Bobrovsky, they lost a few guys. Addition by and, subtraction. Yeah, but and I mean, like, like I think we did this in. When we got it, when we previewed the stuff, yeah. it's like they got Gustav Nyquist, 
We know Gustav Nyquist. <laughs> so somebody, he's a good, solid, you know, second, maybe third line guy. Yeah. But he's coming in to be your savior. You might want to find a different religion because he's not going to do it. Well, you. you know, classically for us, we can point to guys that were on the Red Wings squads like Kurt Moltby's and stuff like that. And we know how great that they were as exactly. role players. But that's the thing is like if I don't think they're expecting him to be a role player, I think they're expecting him to be their guy, and yeah. I, I don't think he's there. Yep. All right, how many games do you say this goes? I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say Columbus. Seven game series. Yeah, I don't know why. Just I think I watch because I watch more Toronto Columbus games because my team was Toronto going into the playoffs. Yeah. So I watched all their games and just watching. Columbus every game. They're 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 not a joke. Nice. All right. Let's uh jump up to what could be one of the best series here in the East. Philly, Montreal. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. The the Flyers just dominated in the play in or the uh, round robin. Uh they didn't lose a game. Carter Hart was just unbelievable. And Looking at the Philadelphia Flyers in the last few years, it's like they they have some great people up front on offense. You got Giroux, you got Voracek, you got Lawton, who um, had three goals and two assists, the top guy in the in the uh, round robin series. Um, you got some you got some good guys over there. You got uh, James Van Riemsdyk, mm-hmm. um, some veteran presence over there. Defense, they've got a pretty set defense. They're always were missing that reliable goaltender though. And uh, they kind of, you know, did the revolving door that Philadelphia seems to do a lot with goaltenders. Um, and they seem to find their guy. And Carter Hart is looking absolutely amazing. Um, Montreal, man, though, they – I don't know where it came from. I really do not know where all this came from because it's like – a lot of this is you got to look at is these teams have pretty much four months off. Yeah. So you're getting, you know, you get into a season, you're playing bad because you got injuries, top guys are out, this and that. Well, you get four months off pretty much an entire off season. Yep. It's like a brand new season. So everybody's rejuvenated, you know, the 82 game season where is it on them? Like sometimes in the playoffs, a lot of these teams are having a fresh look on a season. A few injuries. Yeah. Not a lot of injuries. Uh, and like I said, Carey Price, he he's the reason why they moved. They're moving on. Yep, he legitimately stole two games out of that that first round matchup. How many games? I'm gonna go Philly in six. Philly I just think. I uh, just think over uh, the the goaltenders in Pittsburgh just didn't seem to to have it. They had and they got two guys. They got Matt Murray. Uh, they got Christian Christian Jari. But neither, neither seemed to step up. You got Hart here. He's yeah, he's legit right now. So I just think they're going to run into um, Hart, and it's just going to shut the door on him. Yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. All right, uh, Western Conference time. Luckily, we don't have to stay up too late for all these games. Yeah, for now at least. I don't know if yeah, it's going to change. With exactly, the... it could change. Uh, St. Louis, Vancouver, what do we got? That's going to be an interesting one. Um St. Louis went 0-2-1 in the in the playing round. They're the last out of the four with the playing or the round robin tournament coming off of the Stanley Cup. They almost played very similar to Boston. Yeah. It's like they're kind of a veteran team. You know, they um 
just kind of seemed like they just lazily went through the first round just to kind of, you know, we're, we're obviously making the next round. Let's just do what we can do. And if we get first, if we get second, we do. If not, we're still in. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really screamed to me offensively. Ryan O'Reilly's their best player in the first round. He had three assists, not even a goal. Uh, Jordan Bennington, the, the hero of the Stanley Cup championship last year in net, he had a 4.10 goals against average. Over um, or over, tra- tracking almost over four goals a game, yeah, led in the net. So, and Vancouver, they they played pretty damn well. Um, Quinn Hughes had one goal and five assists for six points, he was their leader. And uh, Jacob Markstrom, their, their guy, another guy playing for a contract, uh, in net, um, he had 2.227 goals against average. Um, I think Vancouver has more of the youth on their side, but I think they have more star power on their side too. Mm-hmm. Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, they they got a lot over there. Markstrom has had an MVP season. He's a, a candidate for the Vesna. Um, this team looks pretty damn good going into the into this first round. How many games? What's it going to take? Who's coming out? I'm going to go Vancouver, I'm going to go Vancouver in six. A lot of these games I think are going to be six games – to seven because I think all these teams are going to have you know they're going to have life because they're, it's a whole new season. Yeah, they don't have injuries piled up, so it's a lot of these teams are going to have more of a chance because it's they don't have the like I said the eighty-two game season wear on them. It's going to be a dramatic playoff series because you know eventually at some point an injury is going to occur. Oh yeah, you know so there's I think these playoffs they've already been mildly drama filled because of the unique circumstance that they're playing under. But I think as these series play out, we'll see a lot more drama added to it, you know, where players, whether it's injury or it's guys sick of skating against each other on the ice. And you know what that ends up being? It's like a tinderbox out there. You know, it gets, it gets rough for teams to be playing. And that brings me to a team like uh, Calgary. Calgary's going up against the Dallas Stars. And Calgary seemed to be quite the uh, under-the-skin type team so far that I took, at least going through this, the qualifying rounds. Then playing against Winnipeg, it seemed like there were uh, more tempers flaring in that series than I saw in any of the the other series. And that goes to the whole, during the whole season, they had a lot of rough games during the regular season, a lot of fight-filled games, uh, heavy-hitting. The, the Calgary Flames, besides Johnny Goudreau, are a big team. Like, they got a lot of big boys out there, and they, they know how to throw the body. Um, and they got uh, one of the bigger agitators in Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one who's a bigger pain in the ass is his younger brother, Brady. Out of <laughs> so those Kachuk boys, they take over. They, they, they take after uh, Daddy Keith pretty, uh, yep. pretty well because he played the same way. Um, this should be a fun series because Dallas is – Got that three-headed spear of a of a offense with Jason or uh, not Jason Spezza, uh, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, and uh, Alexander Radulov. Um, they they've been on fire. Uh, they're the biggest thing to look at is, and it seems like looking kind of over my notes, goaltending again, man. Goaltending was not good for Dallas. Bishop had 
uh, 4.00 goals against. Now they're yeah. four goals per average. Um, that's not going to do it in, in the, the tight checking playoff hockey. Yeah, especially against Calgary. And Calgary averaged over four goals a game. Yeah in that series against Winnipeg. Sean Monaghan was a beast. Two yeah. goals and four assists for six points in that first round. Um, you, like I said, you got uh, Matthew Kachuk. You got Johnny Goudreau. Um, you, you got a good team up front, and they got some guys on the back end with Mark Giordano, uh, or Giordano uh, their captain on defense, who's probably one of the better defensemen in the NHL right now. They, they, they got the ability to, to wear you down in a seven-game series. Yeah. I want to say that the uh, Flames may have scored the most goals in the opening round of the playoff series. Yeah, that's a stat that I didn't double check. I, I, I think they had 14 goals. No, it would be the second most. I think a couple of teams had 15 goals. Edmonton Either way, quite a bit. You know, still averaging over four goals a game. Yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot to score. So um, I, I would pick Calgary in this situation. I don't think they're maybe the most polished team in the world, uh, but you know, I think goaltending. They're the like one said, team that's bit that's built for playoff hockey. Yeah, I think just put that grit because that's that's how playoff hockey is played. It's it's tight checking. It's you know physical, low scoring. If if they can do that on their end, then they got the guys that can put the puck in the net, like we said. It's, it's a recipe for success in the, in the playoffs. So, Dallas, Calgary, what do we got? How many games and who is it? Uh, I, I almost was – I before we started talking about the series, I was going to go Dallas, but I think I talked myself into Calgary. <laughs> um, if Calgary wins it, I don't think they can afford to go seven games. They got to get no, it done in six. It's got to be five or, or six. Yeah, five or most. six. Because you know uh, Dallas is going to at least win a couple of those games, but yeah. Yeah, and and the thing to look at is is I think they have the goaltender that has Dallas does that has the ability to steal a game in Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. Calgary's got Max Talbot. He's not up in par, and I don't think he's known for stealing a game. So I think they have the upper hand, even though Bishop's numbers look awful for the first the, the round robin series. I think Bishop overall is the better goaltender. Arizona. Colorado. This should be fun. Um, I watched a couple of the Arizona games. My son now is a Arizona Coyotes fan for some reason, just because there's an animal <laughs> on the team. So now he's all excited about Arizona. Yeah, I watched uh, quite a few of those games. I think those, a lot of those ended up being the earlier games, Arizona yeah. and Nashville. So I watched quite a few of those. They 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 took a, out a. I wouldn't say a, they're 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 a good national predator team, but they're not the national predators of you know a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, removed from a Stanley Cup final, they're not the same team. Um, they're in a you know the predators were kind of in a. This may have been their last chance of kind of doing something, and they obviously didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Rene's num- days are kind of done over there. They got uh, Saros who kind of took over in the series, or I think he started the. That series, uh, I think Arizona was just able to take take advantage of a team that just is aging. Um, I just don't think they got a whole lot over in Nashville right now. Um, so they you had Clayton Keller, who had a great regular season. 
He uh, was able to carry it over the playoffs. He had two goals and two assists to lead the the team in points. Um, Darcy Kemper in Arizona had a great uh, a series. He had uh, goals against average of 2.71, which is okay. Um, but Colorado, Colorado is just going to be too much for them to handle. I think they're on the opposite end of where Nashville was. Third game team series. Lies. I would say five. I honestly, I mean, they got. Nazim Kadri, they got uh, Miko Rantanen, they got Nathan McKinnon, they got Gabriel Landeskog, they got the defense is great with uh, Cal McCarr. Um, it, they're <laughs> they're just too much, and they're, they're, they're like I said, they're exact opposite of where Nashville is. Aging veterans, this team is like in their prime, and the scary thing is in the offseason, they're going to have money to play with. And some big free agents are going to be coming up. A lot of people link Taylor Hall to Colorado. Yeah, I, I heard the same rumors too. That was so, him going over there, and it, it was, and you would think that would be the right fit for Taylor Hall as well. Because he's got they got like I was just going over what they have up front on offense. They've got such a scary team. Nathan McKinnon next to guys is is compared up to guys like McDavid and Leon Drysaitel was up for like the like, up for a couple awards for like most points and stuff like that. So they're going to be too much for, for, for uh, Arizona to handle. I'm glad we finally picked a team to win in five. Cause man, were we picking <laughs> some safe Ooh, games in six, you know, I mean, I don't know. It could be one way or the other. <laughs> and the funny thing is the biggest reason finally. is because I'm picking the lower seeds to win a majority of them. And that's why I think they're going to go six, longer because, seven. which is you good know, too. These... It's more hockey. Yeah, you know these higher C teams aren't going to go without a fight. Yeah, so you, they're going to get a game or two underneath their belt. So that's why I'm going six with most of most of them. All right, let's uh, hit the last matchup for this particular part of the playoffs: the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks. Another two two of the probably more exciting teams out of that the first round. Mm-hmm. Chicago just coming. I I. I would say I dogged them in my playoff preview with Edmonton. I just thought Edmonton just had too much firepower. Um, Corey Crawford, I don't know what he wasn't like looking at his numbers. He almost led it almost a four goal a game per average because Edmonton's the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. But he stole games or I would say he stole games. He stole moments of games. To where, oh my God, that puck's going in the net. It's gonna be time. Oh my God, Corey Crawford made this one big save. It wasn't. He didn't have a great sixty minutes. Yeah. But he pulled a save or two here during that sixty minutes. Yeah, that kept Chicago in the game. And Chicago, like I said, Taze. I don't know where the hell he came from uh, to get four goals and three assists in that first round. That's like I was not expecting that of Jonathan Taves. I was expecting I, I, him. I was hoping for it because Jonathan Taves is honestly one of my uh, favorite players over the last decade. I've, I've enjoyed watching Do- Jonathan Taves play. You know, and even when he was beating my wings, you know, it was it was fun to watch a guy like Taves who plays the game the way he plays it. How much passion he has for the game, and the in the way he he uh, leads that Blackhawks team. He's he's a guy that you can watch on the ice, and you can be reminded of great players like a Steve Eiserman, a Mark Messier, you know, yeah. guys that really put a team on their shoulders and really are proud to go out there every time they're on the ice and play with their line mates. 
that that tandem in Chicago it reminds me of a lot of like the '90s tandems. Taze and Kane reminds me a lot of Sackick Forsberg. Yeah. Eisenman Fedorov, Lemieux, uh, Yager. Just that one two punch where it's like you got one guy in the majority of the times it was the captain who kind of is your overall player, but he wasn't the one that was constantly lighting lighting up the net like the his counterpart, like Kane, Fedorov, you know, those like that kind. Um, so it is good to see him kind of explode offensively. Um, Vegas, it's they're a weird team to me every single year because I don't know where the hell they're coming from. <laughs> yeah, only, what, they should not be third, what they are. Third year in the league. <laughs> this is their third year, third straight playoffs. Last year they got knocked out in the first round. The second year they went to the Stanley Cup Finals yep. and didn't do too well against uh, Washington. Yeah, but. I don't get where this team comes from because I don't think they have, and that could be what it is. They have a lot of good players. I don't think they have that one superstar. Yeah. You got Max Pacioretty. You got Paul Stansney. You know, you got um, Mark Stone. You got a good offense, but just nobody that you got William Carlson. Um, you just it's don't tough have to identify anybody. what they are as an organization at this point, too. You can't, yeah. I mean, they've gone out and they've gotten guys. You know they they work towards signing these free agents and they it doesn't feel like they've necessarily and it's too early to tell to see what kind of um you know building through the draft in their in their farm system to really uh, identify what type of style hockey they are they're they're an enigma in yeah. and unto itself it is nice to see them get this far this quickly and it they're a hard team to predict. Yep. when it comes into the playoffs because it's just because of that factor. Um, I remember when I when I was on with you guys the very first time we did a hockey thing a couple years back, and you guys asked me, who do you think needs to have a good free agency going into this year? I'm like, Vegas, because yeah. they're coming off of the Stanley Cup final, and that's what they've done. They've gone out, they've got the Mark Stones, they've got the Max Pacioretty's to be a trade. Um, they've gotten the bigger-name guys, and the guys that they had that they had gotten in the – uh, expansion draft that I was like, well, these guys, hopefully they can keep their momentum going like a William Carlson. They have. So it's like, everything's going in the right direction. Flurry was kind of starting to tail off. Well, what did they end up doing? They go and trade for Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. So they got a good, you know, one, two punch where you got flurry that has the experience. And then you got Robin Leonard. Who's looking to prove himself. Cause like I said, a couple times, he's looking for a contract. He wants to be a starting goalie. He doesn't want this. I'm going to different teams yeah. eight times, you know, and he he wants to get somewhere. So he's going to go out there and have him start in game one. He, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to go out there and pr- prove everybody who didn't think they he was their long-term option, try to prove them wrong. All right. <clears throat> Let's bottom line it. Who wins and how many games? I'm going to go Vegas, and I, I'm going to guess play safe again and probably go six. <laughs> just just the fact that we saw what Chicago did in the first round yeah. against Edmonton. They in were Vegas, able to get yeah. a couple of games. Both, both teams played well. Vegas was an undefeated team in the round robin, and Chicago's playing hot. So it'll be interesting. All right, so let me just uh, – we'll break it off this way. Eastern Conference, the matchup you're most looking forward to. Um, truth. I'm gonna say Tampa Columbus. Okay. Just because I, I I 
watching probably Columbus the most. I really intrigued to see how they are. I'm really intrigued to see if Tampa can live up to their potential. And that's when you pick to go in seven games. So that, you know, seven games is always a fun time, you know, when it comes to playoff hockey. All right. Uh, Western Conference, matchup to watch. Uh, One that we kind of talked ourselves into is the the Calgary-Dallas. Yeah. Like that's going to be pure, you know, Western Conference, you know, for us to use the being in the Western Conference, they're, they're physical series. And yeah. this is probably going to be, out of all the all the matchups in the first round, the probably the most physical of all of them. So it's going to be a fun grind battle. Right on through. All right. Uh, you have any more thoughts or uh, things you want to share about these playoffs? I know. I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, like I was saying in our the preview videos that I did for you guys, um, I just love hockey. I love playoff hockey, <laughs> and I love the fact that my TV is filled with hockey because it's like it's almost like the March Madness tournament. Like yeah. I mean, you got a game somewhere. Somewhere there's a game. Yep. Um, not as many teams, obviously, but at, at some point of the day, it's like it's nice to watch hockey. At, 1230 in the afternoon on a Monday or a Tuesday exactly. and a Thursday. <laughs> and it's like, it might get a little bit different going into the next round. Cause there's, they don't have the round Robins. Mm-hmm. So they don't have as many games to get through. So it's probably going to be four games a day, most likely. Yeah. So, um, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, the first, the first round kind of showed us that whatever you expect, don't, don't, don't expect it. Cause <laughs> the, this, this playoff round so far, uh, there's playoff year has just been, it's been a, it's been 2020. Yeah. If there's ever been a playoff year so far, uh, it, it, that's 2020. It's, it's this one. All right, Buzz. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, tonight's the night we start the uh, best of game, best of seven game series. And uh, I'll definitely be watching that Calgary Dallas game for sure. I might tune in for Carolina and the Bruins. Depends on if I fall asleep or not. But you, you, you need to watch yourself some Hurricanes. You yeah, watch them enough in that first round. <laughs> All right, boss man. Uh, thank you again, Buzz, for joining us. Uh, you have a great night. And thank you to everyone who is listening. Leave us a comment uh, and tell us what you think about the series that are coming up how you think it's going to go, what your favorite matchups are, what you thought of the uh, opening qualifying round slash round robin tournament that we had. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. All right, cool. Uh, The video got effed, so I'm probably good. This is probably going to go only audio. Okay. Um, So I'm going to have it cut, and I'll get it ready to go tonight, and I'll have it uploaded tonight. Audio-wise. Uh, I'll send the video to uh, Rob and see if he wants to try and Frankenstein it, but uh, I I know his plate is a little full right now, so we might yeah. not, this may not actually get video done, So, but still. Podcast isn't always somehow. to be. <laughs> right. For your ears, your eyes, it all gets to you. Yep. Ooh. All right, man. Um, I'm going to go start finishing up with the kids and stuff and getting dinner and yeah, stuff going. That's what I got to get ready to do because I got the other podcast to do at seven. So, all right, man. Thanks. Again. Well, no problem. Bye. Anytime. Bye. Bye. See ya.